Welcome to the Officially Outed Podcast with your host, El Shalom, where we are putting a positive twist on what it means to be outed. Join us weekly where we amplify the discography of independent LGBTQ plus artists, engage in lifestyle commentary, and social injustice dialogue. So stay tuned, turn up the volume, and get officially outed by the Officially Outed Podcast. You may know him from American Idol, BET Sunday's Best, and Showtime at the Apollo. In this episode of the Officially Outed Podcast, we're out in Aaron Thomas. Well, he's already out, but it's all good. And stay tuned as Aaron shares the importance of being yourself, harnessing the power within, his amazing story on how he discovered bisexuality, Jupiter, rebranded, and guess what? If you ain't on Clubhouse, you need to get on Clubhouse because he is taking over, y'all. Welcome to the Officially Outed Podcast, representing Philly. What's up? I'm excited. What's going on? I know. Well, I know a lot of people from Philly. And one common trait that y'all all seem to have in common is y'all hustle and y'all get to the bag. Y'all don't play about that. Super facts, yeah. Growing up the way I did, I had no choice, so for sure. I kind of hear that a lot from individuals from Philly. So how has that influenced how you move today? Not really having my real parents in my life and my aunt raised me basically and she always had me in the arts, whether it be singing. I used to do karate, different things like that. And I always, (laughs) that's right. (laughs) I had this mentality, well, I don't really have nobody to make proud but myself. So I always had that diligence, that discipline growing up to make sure I was the best man, you know, working towards being the best man I could be. I like that. All right. Talking about getting to the bag, you've been just kind of creating your own lane, doing a bunch of different things. So I know I was looking at your IG and you were doing a um, photo pop-up shop. So what inspired that? Yeah, I always had a heart for photography. I've been doing photography actually for about five years now. And I uh, took it serious as a career like a year ago, maybe. I don't know. I have a crazy vision. My eyes are crazy. I feel like I have like God eyes or something like that. But I always wanted to um, tap into that craft and artistry. I just feel like I have so many gifts and talents. So um, what better choice than do it with time? It's better than now to do it. So Listen, multi-talented, multifaceted individual. <laughs> All right. Well, I saw that Dale Royale dropped his EP a couple of weeks ago, hitting number 12 on the iTunes chart. When I was looking at it, you have some writing credits on the project. Particularly, I was looking, I saw Just a Crush. But you had this passion. I saw that for indie artists. What drives that passion? Oh, my God. I guess, whew, this music industry is harsh, man. And I feel like a lot of record labels and just the music industry, just as an entity as a whole, it, it controls the artists. I feel like artists should have the liberty to be free, be them. And a lot of artists don't take the time out to study and research. So me using my platform and, you know, everything that I learned in the industry, everything that's turning into the independent society, mm-hmm. um, I just have a heart to help people as much as I can. Like I have a lot of writer's credits, I have a lot of production credits, a lot of stars that you guys know some of your favorite artists that I work with to help them get to those points behind the scenes. Yeah, I always just had a heart just for it, just because that's the vision that God gave me. It's a part of my destiny and purpose to impact lives that way. So when you think about that, because you've been fortunate enough to work with a lot of different artists, some well-named independent mm-hmm. artists, but what is it about the artist that makes you want to connect and work with them? Yeah. I'm sure people want to work with you. Especially the more they learn about what you've done. But, mm-hmm. you know, you ain't going to work with everybody. Probably. No. <laughs> yeah, I only work with passionate individuals that's open to going past their potential. Yeah, it's definitely the passion first. 
And a lot of people just don't know or they're afraid yeah. to tap into their true potential. So I feel like me as a motivational person, as an influential individual, I don't believe in no. I don't believe in excuses. I don't believe in I can't. I don't believe in that. I believe in I won't. If you won't, you won't. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I feel like I had the power inside of me and the love and the passion inside of me to help people view what they can't see, get through that fog of I'm afraid or I'm, I don't know what people are going to think about me. And I see the greatness. I always had that. Even in relationships that I've been um, in my life, you know, I always see the potential first and individual potentials that they can't see. So I always possess that energy and possess that power. That really sets me. Passion and somebody having the, the willingness to learn, even the people that don't, sometimes you just have to push them. I love to push people past beyond. Now, what happens, and I'm sure you're with your level of professionalism, but have you worked with artists that you're kind of like, yeah, you're all right. Most certainly. If you're not ready all yet. the time. And I feel like the fact that nobody ever gave me a chance in my artistry, I'm always open to giving people a chance. Now, what you do with your chance is up to you. You know yeah. what I mean? I've worked with a ton of artists all over, uh, globally, independently, locally. What I find is a lot of people are content. And maybe that just has to do with the way the industry is going, where people have lost their love for music. Now it's all about the money or, oh, I'm trying to get my mom out the hood or whatever the case may be. People aren't really truly focused on the soul of the matter, which is to use your gifts and your life story to impact the world. I mean, I think that's what's missing in music today. Oh, I love that. All right, so we're going from gospel to worldly music. So you were the first LGBTQ artist to score Billboard, to score on Billboard and reach number four for the R&B Soul Independent album on the iTunes chart. That was with Mind Games, right? Yes, sir. I have an album out called Mind Games. Shout out to B. Slade, Travis Malloy, a few uh, notable producers that were on that project. Shout out to my camp as well. At the time, Invisible Inc., my man Rock and Scotty McFarley. Yeah, that was a crazy, crazy time. I actually um, dropped that album after I moved to L.A. Yeah. That's a long, long, long story. I don't know how much time we got. Yeah, and I uh, ended up working with B. Slade out there. I also attended the Grammy Awards and the NAACP Awards for the first time. And I quit my job at Best Buy. And I was just fed up. I was like, you know what? I can do this. I see all my friends out here, you know, grinding and making it happen. And I... I learned that everybody has a time and a season, but sometimes you got to break those walls down for what you really want. You know, moving to L.A. and making things happen, that brought a lot of awareness to that. Then I ended up going back home yeah. <laughs> after that, and I went right back to that same job. I was just like, you know what? I had to humble myself a little bit more. You know, yeah. I have this drive. Sometimes we can have our passions and drives and get real impulsive and we'll do things just because we feel like we can do it. And it's not that I can't, but... I just was excited and I went back home to refresh. Um, yeah. And I was like, you know what, man, these people are so sad in the industry. I don't want this. <laughs> da, 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 da. Well, but what to... drove that? Because I know like when you think about in that instance, especially being young too, you took yourself out there to immerse mm -hmm. yourself into yeah. it. And obviously you made some right connections and mm -hmm. you had some things pop and happen. So what was that thing that kind of said, you energy. know what, I'm going to take... Okay, it was the finish. energy. Like, a lot of the celebrities look dead. Like, they're yeah. dead walking, and they look like robots. And I'm like, mm, I don't want to be like this. Not everybody's like that. Like, I had the honor to meet uh, John Legend, uh, Janelle Monet, Dwayne Johnson. It was a lot of people that I met. I mean, some people did have the light on them, but you can tell the light from the darkness. Yeah. It's very weird, and especially if you're really tapped in uh, with spirituality and the energies and um, stuff like that. 
So um, I guess what and they I was say. just like, I ain't trying to be no parts of that at all. And yeah. I guess coming from the gospel world and having that certain level of stardom, it was just like, oh, okay, this is gospel. But when you go into another yeah. sector, you see that stuff like it's straight ahead, like it's straightforward. So it's like, mm, and there's so many people really striving like to be part of that and get yeah. there, but they don't. Yeah, and they I say like, you're selling your soul. Yeah, or different things that people. Yeah, go through, and they true. use that as different visualizers and stuff. But I just feel like they're all attaining something that they don't know. Yeah. It looks like they're all lost, but they're all trying to go a certain way in certain level. It's like it's not enough of them yeah. for what they had. Well, how did that, though, change the game, though, for you in the industry and as an artist and confidence or any of the other things that you might have been dealing with? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a lot. You go out there, you make it happen, you get this recognition. Well, you kind of already had some recognition, but there's mm-hmm. other stuff that went along with that. And it was almost, I don't want to say a redemption, but like you yep. had labels that mm-hmm. wanted to try to change you and all kinds of yeah. things. And you said, you know what, I'm going out here. And then you pop. Yeah. I mean, whew, it took some stuff going through some stuff. And I just had to learn how to be responsible and accountable over my own self. Um, I think that's what really took things to the next level for me. I just always had this faith. Like I can do anything. I went through so many phases and cycles in life. Where it was like, I'm kind of like invincible. You know what I mean? I always felt like that because I've always broken past what people said I couldn't do. I've always yeah. broken past the four walls. I've always went farther than what I even imagined. So it was like, you know, if God puts me in the predicament every single time, I'm going to eventually make it no matter what the story is, no matter the circumstances, all for the ending result. So well, I like that. So you've been singing since you were four. You was performing all across the U.S., and I'm assuming that's in church and gospel. Church gospel. I've done a, a tour for Showtime at the Apollo. I've done a lot of stuff. My mom always had me in different singing competitions. Uh, the Word Network had a show called Gospel Focus with Lonnie Hunter and Lexi. I've done a lot of stuff. America Idol Season 3, The Sunday Best. The list goes on and on. Now, when you got your gospel single, though, your single that really did really, really mm-hmm. well for you, was that just being discovered through... It was actually a manager that I was working with at the time. Shout out to Mitch Tolliver. He actually got me on the Dorinda Clark Cole show. Yeah. I mean, that's what actually took that song to a national level. The song's called In Your Presence. And it was produced by Vanessa D. Woods from Philadelphia. She's in L.A. now. But we sat in the studio and I was like, what is this? And I was like, this is the perfect song. So I had uh, recorded it at my own studio. I recorded it by myself. And it was actually improperly recorded. I just wanted it to be as raw as possible. And it was just one of those times where I was actually on a label at that time called Tape Music Group. And they were just raping me financially, (laughs) bruh. I'm like, what? At this point, I could just go independent. And I ended up breaching my contract, actually. And then later on down the line, um, they got in a major crazy lawsuit um, where they were scamming artists. So, yeah. I was young at the time. But after that situation... I was, you know, graced enough to have a great season in my life in gospel, you know, where I work with Ty Tribbett, Dietrich Haddon, and so many different entities, and people wanted to take me under their wing at the time, but I seen so much stuff, man, behind the scenes, I was like, I just can't get with this, and I thank <laughs> God, because there, are, I see so many horror stories, yeah. and I see so many people take get taken advantage of in the industry, and I've always been in that situation, yeah. where God kept me away, and always created an exit door for me to see and realize you don't have to go this way. You don't have to. And I never slept with anybody for opportunities. I never did any crazy thing for opportunities. Everything was straight from the ground up. Amen. I mean, I think that's what built the momentum and kept me on that solid ground. Yeah, I love it. And that makes sense too. 
Well, I love the Lord too. <laughs> right. I always have. So, and also, ever since I've been a baby that I can remember, I was drawn to the emotional connection that music taps into or brings out of you, right? Or that mm-hmm. you just connect with. One of the things that I think about for myself is, you know, sometimes I feel guilty when I think about like all my friends and my mom's a minister now. And I just grew up loving music and passion for music. But we were heavily in church. I'm from Oklahoma, so the Bible Belt. Right? Oh, wow. Okay. And yeah. being heavily into church. But when I was younger, one thing that I appreciated, because me and my mom, my mom had me fairly young, so we're kind of close in age. When it was, It's really weird. Growing up, we still, and maybe it's just because I was a kid, we still listened to, you know, worldly music, if yeah. you will. But we were in church and things like that. Now I watch my friends. I see them growing up. They used to make fun of me about some of the churches and all that stuff. And the funny part is now they go to those same churches under the teachings of the same pastors that I grew up in. But then when I think about that, like what I feel guilty about sometimes is because I have this love for music and now I see everybody's like just so gospel focused and everybody. And I'm like, I love gospel music. I love the Lord and all that stuff. But I love music. I love R&B music. So talk about because we hear, you know, you can't be of the world and in the world and all those things. But how did you come to peace with that when you decided to do R&B music? Child. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly was a straight rebel in high school. I feel like it started in high school when I won the talent show in 10th grade, my junior year, and I became popular. So I got introduced to so many, being sheltered, you know, yeah. in the church and being sheltered at home. My mom never, I'm sorry, I call her my mom, my aunt. But it's still my mom. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Shout out to mom too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was then, it was just like, what? I'm introduced to all these things. And I've, I've always stayed away from it, though. And so it was something that I could handle. Like, I've seen so many people do drugs, do crazy stuff, have sex in the hallways, and just so many different crazy things. And I got introduced to uh, so many things like that. But church-wise, I feel like it's always manipulated people. Yeah. At least from the era that I grew up in. Now, not all of it was bad, but I had me, I found God for myself. I never found God in the church, even singing growing up in the church. That was never, it was just, I sing. Yeah. My mom makes me sing. Yeah. I think, but same with me, I found my relationship with God, but I found it very early on. So I tell people that now that this, what I'm doing is what I'm doing. And I feel like it was God-driven purpose. So I'm not going to argue with anybody, whether it's worldly music or not. It is helping and giving back and helping other people. So I'm not going to feel guilty about that. And I feel like I live in my purpose. So I just continue to go on. That's all that matters. Yeah, I've been in singing groups. I mean, the list goes on. I've just always been musically inclined. At the age of 12, I always wanted to discover all parts of music anyway. Um, That's when I actually really took my time to actually really become a recording artist outside of just singing and performing. At 12 years old, I did my first gospel song with my dad called Thank You, Lord. And after that, it was just kind of up from there. So, you know, I constantly went through the phases from, <laughs> I constantly <laughs> went through the phases of, oh, dad, should I do gospel? Should I do R&B? Should I do gospel? So I just did in everything. And I've met so many people, man, being open-minded. And they will say rebelling against the church. But yeah, I went through a lot of stuff, but it got me to where I am today. And I'm not mad at all. I feel like if God let it happen, it was supposed to. Yeah. So and you I think people way. need to highlight that a little bit more. You're finding your way. So name change. What happened with that with Aaron Thomas? Oh, the Terrence Stone situation. Aaron Thomas, what's oh, going on? Oh, God. I guess for me, it was a way to connect with my fans in a creative aspect. 
But I also didn't expect that story to go as crazy as it did. <laughs> Shout out to Ernest Owens. He highlighted that story with Philly Magazine. And it was just basically, you know, my raw, authentic story of how I um, was introduced to bisexuality and just the LGBT community, you know, at a young age in uh, high school. And a lot of people don't know this about me. Y'all might kill me later. But um, <laughs> I, I actually used to be a gay basher because I was tossing and tuggling with my identity for myself. And I wasn't gay at that time. So it was more so of an experimental thing. You know, I became arrogant in a short time, you know, after popularity. And it's like, dad, I can have guys and girls at the same time. I must be the ish. <laughs> um, so for me, I mean, you know, I can't relate to, I mean, I'm not going to say I can't relate, but I didn't go through that experience of, you know, somebody molesting me or somebody um, taking advantage of me or feeling like I was born this way. For me, it was just an experience I mean, my choice to tap into it. We're going to talk about that when we come back. Yeah. So you have a lot of music. You've touched a lot of things. I think I share with you like what I wanted to play. And then I'm like, I want to play other stuff. Yeah. So we're going to go to quarantine and chill. Let's go. But you know, this song takes me back to that kind of that like old school R&B, but it still has a little bit of the current twist. Was that what you were going for with the song? I honestly didn't know what I was going for. Honestly, (laughs) I wrote this song in April, right when the pandemic happened. I was like, yo, I'm really in the crib. This is crazy. I never imagined myself being stuck in the crib every single day by choice. Like, I had no choice but to be in the crib. And so you just sitting there and just Yeah, I was like, I had a little setup in my room. I was like, I'm just going to record a song. I freestyled the whole song and it just ended up becoming a song. So I put it out. You know, that's how good he really is, y'all. Oh, God. Take a listen to Quarantine and Chill. Now, y'all just heard him say he freestyled this, right? Yeah. All right. Quarantine and Chill with you. I just want to buy with you. Yeah. I just want to buy with you. I'm pissed, bored on my mind cause of COVID Tired of watching Netflix, I'm all alone, let me call Cupid Casino my type, I need somebody who gon' do me right Somebody who I can take down then wake up to that sex like it's the end of the world like it's the end of the world like it's the end of the world turn up turn up turn up hey i just want to vibe with you yeah i just want to vibe with you i just want to vibe with you in I just wanna buy with you. 
That thing's smacking in the headphones. And chill. Where's your That's what I really wanted to add at the end, but right. Nah, I, you know, that's my ish right there. Love it. And that's amazing that in that instance, like that just shows your creativity and craft that you can just freestyle that and come up with that. That's awesome. All right. So you were just mentioning, right? You was kind of talking about how you came into discovering mm. your bisexuality and all of that. So fucking damn heartbreak. That's where it started. Yeah. Heartbreak Hotel. Mm, yeah. A lot of that came from there. And I still love females dearly, but I just never, I haven't tapped into, where we at? I haven't <laughs> tapped into a female since, ooh, sheesh, 2011, maybe? Almost over 10 years. But it's all due to, um, I actually was dating my childhood lover. And at the time, it was something different for me. She had kids and stuff like that. And we were like, hitting it off like so anyway long story short she had called me one time and she had said hey i'm just calling to see um if you would like to sing at my wedding huh so you didn't know i didn't know nothing nothing at all and that i mean i guess maybe because i was a little naive when it came to females at that time but i'm thinking you know we dating you know what i'm saying we involved i mean obviously i'm not taking care of kids or nothing like that but i'm thinking you know we hitting it off every single day and um the fact that you had the audacity to ask me to sing at a wedding. So you basically saying that you were dating somebody at the same time or you were planning a wedding. Like, what were you planning to get out of this situation? You know right. what I'm saying? To me, that was conniving and deceptive. So to me, I stay away from demonic things like that. I'm sorry yeah. to sound churchy, y'all. Oh, <laughs> that's a demonic thing. You know, that's like witchcraft. You know what I'm saying? You making me feel like we in a situation and we not. Yeah. So that really hurt me for a long time. And I feel like I still scrape off the scars from that till today. I didn't realize it till just now. But one day, I hope uh-huh. I can get over that one day. Like, yeah. I really want to thoroughly get over that because I'm always open to open possibilities. So. But I wanted to know, like, what did you find so traumatic with it that, because the way I understand your story, so, or help me. Well, I was dating guys and girls at oh, the same you were time. Still, you were yeah. dating guys mm-hmm. at that time. Okay. Yeah, so it was just like, all right, dang, I'm getting so this So it wasn't this. that that drove Right, it was me that took the chance. It was like, okay, okay, childhood lover, I'll see what's up with her, see what's good. And we ended up having a great chemistry, and we dated, and it, I thought it was something that was real. So, you know, having that and then still having guys that still wanted me, it was just like... Okay. But what led to your first experience? Because you talked about, you know, not feeling like you were born this way. So yeah. you had that experience. As much details as you want to share. But just... I liked, I liked attention at that time. Uh, it wasn't white or black. It was just right in the middle for me. I was in the group. One of the girls in the group was I'm a lesbian. And I always hung out with her. And we went to something called the Rainbow Room every morning at high school. And I didn't pay no attention to the guys. I was there hanging out with her. I was an introvert. So... People would come up to me after the thing and, oh, yeah, my friend likes you. Can we give him your number and all that type of stuff? I'm like, uh, no. What, <laughs> what are y'all talking about? Y'all tripping. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what took over me. One day I was just like, let me see what's up. And I actually, the first encounter was a sexual encounter. I know this is a little rated R. Um, but that was my first encounter. It was in the school bathroom. Um, and it was and, horrible. Ah, <laughs> so horrible. I know. Well, I lost my virginity to a female first. So that was the first guy. Yeah. I lost my virginity to. Well, 
one of the things you really want to talk about is the power, harnessing the power within us. So I want yes. you to go ahead and take over that. And this is your part of one of the two moments I want to give you to really talk about with all of that, what is it that you want us to know as gay people or just people in general? Yep. I just want you guys to know that you are human. And right now, and today I'm going to speak on today's society, we run the world. And I think we need to realize that it's not about fear. Don't let depression overtake you. You know, depression is a distraction from what your reality is. Also, don't be afraid to command your power. Don't be afraid to command your atmosphere. When you walk in a room, you're a light. When you walk in a room, you're really fearless. When you walk in a room, all eyes are on you. You're on the spotlight. It's because people are starting to realize that we are entities that have a certain power and a certain influence that's not of the norm. And as a creative, whatever you are, whatever dreams, if you have a dream, you're creative. If you have a vision, you're creative. So as a creative, don't be afraid. You can't be afraid. You have no choice to be afraid. You could think about it, but you have no choice to be afraid. I mean, me being in the LGBT community, I find that you can still be who you are within wherever you go. And it's okay. Embrace who you are. Like me, I'm a man. I'm always going to be that. That's never going to change. If you're film, if you're trans, if you're butch queen, if you're whatever you are, be that. You are who you are and embrace that and love that and just have as much passion and compassion for yourself and to not listen to the noise. Try to block out the noise. Practice going into the mirror and saying, hey, I love myself. Practice going to the mirror and saying, I look good. And start feeling that. Use those practices and create that as a habit. And when you walk into a room, you'll know. You'll have that confidence to say, yeah, this is me. You'll walk in a room and say, I'm so-and-so without having to deal with, you know, free human beings too. This is just the lifestyle that we choose to live. And live up to that. Live up to the hype. That's my saying right there. Live up to the hype. Now, I did read where you said your first relationship really helped you with some self-discovery or some things like Mm -hmm. that coming to terms. What did you feel that really helped you with that in that first relationship or that relationship? Which one? (laughs) (laughs) I think, was it James? James. Oh, yeah. Hey, James. I don't know if he's on here or not. Oh, God. I guess that was the first person that didn't cheat on me. I've always been cheated on relationships, I guess, because due to me being busy or whatever, I never got the closure for that. But shout out to James. Um, he was somebody that that showed me passion, compassion, and authentic and genuine love back. Because yeah. me, I've always loved myself, but I've always been happy seeing other people happy. Yeah. I mean, he was the first individual that kind of gave me that cadence and gave me that security that, you know, okay, yeah, you are in my corner. You'll rock out with me. And we have a long history of two years off and on. But at that time, I just felt like I didn't appreciate him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we ended up, Having that companionship. I learned how to be a companion. I learned how to be a partner. I learned so many different things and discoveries of, you know, what being a man was and the uphold and the accountability and the responsibility. So, James, you put in the work to make it. He put it in, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, Tiff Evans, how'd that happen? Hey, (laughs) Tiffany Evans, shout out to her. So, what's crazy is I've always wanted to work with her um, back in the day. And I never thought that I would. That wasn't something that was like, Really on my list, but it was yes. on my list. It was like, oh, dang, I saw her on a Tyler Perry movie. Yeah, yeah, like, yo, she's a all. beast. She had posted a promo where she was doing um, discounts for her services. And um, she reached out 
And I reached out back to her and I was like, what? Listen, oh what we got to do to make God. this happen? And this was during quarantine. So it was just like, yo, I got the bread. Let's, what's up? Let's work, love. Man, she got back to me and the chemistry was dope. She kept in tune with me. You know, how's the song going? What you think about it? Let oh, me know when it's so ready and all that. So we was just going back and forth virtually. I mean, I recorded it here with one of uh, Lizzo's producers here out in Atlanta. Shout out to Zach. He's worked with so many people, Sean Garrett and so many dope people. I mean, it just gave that vibe. You know yeah. what I mean? And it was just an incredible experience for me. Yeah, shout out to Tiffany Evans. Yeah, this is my song. We're going to play part one and part two. So if you don't have uh, Jupiter, you need to go get it. If the, you don't already have it, this should make you want to get it. So Yeah, it's happening. Yeah. Hey. But it seems like lately I've been feeling more for you. If you don't want it, tell me why you're so still here. Yeah. 
thing it says. On my phone, tell me where to go. Y'all, Tiff, we need a video. Stephanie, uh, where are you? <laughs> Tiff, we need a video. That, that I, it, would be so dope. Oh, my that, God. And oh she's God, in a relationship. God. So that would be dope. That I would love Jawan to be a part of that. So I'm going to reach out to them. As yeah, soon as, no. you know, things let up a little bit. See. When we open up and stuff, I'm definitely going to plan to reach out to them. Listen, officially out of podcast, be on it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I that, love it. Oh, my God. Y'all don't understand. Video, please. It. Tiff. Wow, <laughs> that was... An experience that was, for sure. Experience. Wow. It, it brings back the emotions for me when I think about H Town with emotions make you cry sometimes. Mm. It just, even though it's talking about two different subjects, well, in the sense of the song itself mm. is different, it just the love and the like how you connect with the song. Yeah. That's, I just connect with It's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, I wanted to that talk about the emotions, like emotions. I don't really talk about my emotions. So that was a rare, rare story being told in that record and she shared her story um and it just came together perfectly beautiful y'all voices just match yeah so i think so too it oh was my great. god all right well what did you do differently with the jupiter project versus mind games because i was listening and i really love can you handle it mm-hmm. and too far and yeah. i like because you bring you show your range as an artist as a writer as a producer with the different type of styles of music that you stretch yourself and, and do. I don't even know if it's stretching. You just can do multiple things, which is good because that means you can write for multiple artists, multiple genres, and all those types of things. But what did you do differently in terms of your approach for the projects? Yeah, definitely Jupiter was definitely something that was created during quarantine. And it, it really, like, that made me turn into the incredible hawk of music. <laughs> I'm going to hold you. <laughs> that was my industry record. Jupiter, you know, you're bigger than you think you are. For a long time, I I lost the confidence in myself musically. For a long time, I was following all the rules. For a long time, I was just settling for less. I ain't mm. going to hold you. And Jupiter really, you know, I thought about a place. Where would I go to be unbothered? And Jupiter was the first place I thought of. It's the biggest planet in the universe. And God created me. So I'm just like, mm. but let me channel that energy and try to see, imagine myself being on another planet me being in a safe haven where I can feel free to be who I am, but not dig too deep into it, but ignite people at the same time, mm-hmm. everybody, and not just the LGBT community, but for everybody. And that's the whole message of that album. You know, you're bigger than you think you are. And I use Jupiter as the analogy for that. Whatever we go through, whatever we face in life, whatever obstacle, whatever fear, whatever it is, we're bigger than that. We're right. bigger than that. And I wanted to showcase that through that project. With songs like Monster, you know, that was my come out record. And I recorded that in the studio with my ex while we were in a relationship. He had no idea. But that was my breakout moment to let you know, look, you turn into this monster and I hope you know we about to be done, you know? <laughs> and then I'm going to put you on my block list. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm done, done. Now I'm in my emotions. You know, it's a storytelling record. Um, yes. And, you know, and then you meet somebody new and yeah. you end up, you know, you can't get enough. I mean, it's also a record on the project called Cupid in Love, where um, I talk about where I met Cupid. Yeah. And Cupid fell in love with me. I mean, I wanted to, you know, it's a little fun conceptual record I wanted to share. And then, you know, during the process, you know, I was traveling a lot, spending a lot of money, making a lot of money. 
in my success in my business at my recorder studio was really great. And I wrote a record called High, which talks about that. You know, hey, let me reintroduce myself. I'm back. I finally yes. got my confidence back. And this is my real music. And I'm saying I did all this stuff being a loner. I did this whole project yes. by myself, literally. And I came across a few dope individuals like Tiffany Evans and a new up and coming hyper pop artist named Pop Star Baby. She's dope. I, we, I bumped into her at a studio session. I didn't know who she was. I'm like, yo, who is this white chick? And she's What's on that good? track. Poppin'. Yes. <laughs> and she was on a record. Um, we just created, we freestyled that as well. The SOS record was freestyle. And oh. just this whole project, it's a dope body of work. And it, it was unfortunate that it was released under a horrible distribution company. You know, going to get into that. I re-released it myself independently because I own all my masters. Artists out there, if you don't oh, own yeah. your masters, make sure you do. But yeah, that whole project is just a, a full body of work of my whole quarantine experience. Literally. So you're not on a label? No, no independent. Straight okay, independent. I don't think I'm signing anybody to anybody again unless it's like a, at least a half a million deal. I need at least half a mil. Well, I got a question that someone asked me, and it was really dope, and I think you would be the perfect person for this, and it's not a big deal or anything, but someone asked me yesterday, like, and I'm going to ask you, what song, if there's any song in the world at this stage in your life, that if you could have wrote it yourself, it would represent you? if that makes sense. Uh, any it, artist? Yeah, any artist. And it's the lyrics that they wrote that, like, it would almost be as if you wrote it that resonates with you the most. That's a good question. I don't know. And I'll give you an example for myself. Yeah, help me out. <laughs> um, I chose Whitney Houston, Let the Children Be Our Future, because it talks about, you know, when you think about that song, is it's really about believing in yourself when she really talks about, what's the damn song? I know the damn song. I can't even think of <laughs> No, you good. She got so many. I mean, she has I a catalog for years. I grew, grew up listening to the damn song. But, um, I believe. I would have to say. Yep. Mm-hmm. I would have to say this might be so gospel. But I don't care. It's an artist named Smokey Norfolk. He has a record called yes. I Need You Now. So most people don't know I went to elementary school with Smokey. Really? He's from Oklahoma but originally, crazy. but then I think he moved to Arkansas or something like that. Or, okay. But yeah, we actually went to elementary school all the way up to like sixth grade. Wow. Well, that off is and on, but, crazy. It, but yeah, I actually grew up with him. Yeah, he has a song called I Need You Now. And I feel yes. like if I were to write something like that, I would have dug a little bit deeper, Smokey. <laughs> but I understand for, you know, gospel purposes. I would have wrote some interesting things, you know, and added that I need you now mm-hmm. to, you know, let people know, you know, we go song. through stuff. It's okay to go through something. And I think that's another reason why I left the gospel industry as well. You know, I didn't leave God or anything. I just left the gospel industry because of that. I wasn't able to be my full authentic self. Yeah. And I didn't have the platform without being shunned and judged and put down, you know what I'm saying, to effectively impact people the way that I desired through authenticity. So, yeah. I like that. But that's the song, though, that I would have chose. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's a good one. And it's a small world, so it's crazy. Mm -hmm. All right. So as a writer and producer, what's your approach when writing and producing for other artists? Like, if you have one, especially because it sounds like you do a lot of freestyling. So Yeah, it has a lot to do with that. A lot of freestyling, a lot of random inspirations. It could be literally having a good juice or something or walking around in the mall or something. I'll instantly get inspired by something. Those things, I'm really in tune with nature too. Yeah. Um, so things, they trigger past experiences. They may trigger a conversation I may have had with somebody. So a lot of my music is through life experience. And I try to connect with artists on a personal level as well. I, I like to build relationships with every artist that I work with. 
I'm some people that I don't, you know, it just happens. But I love to channel that energy and try to relate something to them where they can feel impacted and connect with the music as well. Yeah. So my approach is to be as authentic as possible, to be open the capsule of the artist's mind, to be like, oh, wow, you relate to me and I, I love this record now and I can do it and pursue it. So. What artist or producer, because you worked with a lot mm. and this is not too, it's That's not okay. a hard question, but Listen, I'm open to it. But what artist or producer have you worked with that was really like a special moment or opportunity for you that like just every time you think about it or you think about it when it happened, it just meant so much to you. Like it still sits and resonates in your heart. I would definitely have to say B Slade. He used to go by the name of Tone in the gospel industry. Yes. He was like the prince of gospel. Yes. Like ridiculous. But I did not, I promise you, I did not expect that to happen. Shout out to Joshua. He has a brand called uh, Music is Happiness. And I was in LA at the time and uh, B Slade ended up doing an event. Now me, me and B Slade go way back. A lot of people don't even know. I remember as a kid, I was like, hey, he was at uh, it's a record store called CLC Bookstore. And he did an uh, appearance in a, a CD signing um, at the time. And I think this was for the Out the Box record, if I'm not mistaken. And I was like, what do I have to do to get you on my album? So 10 years later, I'm working with B. Slade. Like, yeah, what? Speaking things into existence. I'm telling you, and I, I didn't expect it to be that way. And it was just like, he, we left the event. And like I said, he knows me. We've known each other for a while. So it was like, boom. Ellie, I want to go back to the apartment and vibe out. So we literally sat there, watched this, all his videos and stuff. He's very oh, into himself. So. <laughs> <laughs> so we sat, we chilled, we smoked. It was a vibe. And my cousin had went to sleep and he just went to his computer and randomly started creating beats. And he also let us hear a few uh, artists that he's worked with. I ain't going to say too much on here, yeah, but yeah. a lot of records that are yeah. unreleased and a lot of the record labels didn't want the songs, bruh. Fire. Just out of this world. Like his whole creative process, man. I remember he was just sitting there and he just started working on the beat. And I'm just on my phone chilling. I'm, I'm listening. And I'm like, hmm, this sounds, sounds interesting. That sounds weird, but okay. I'm just on my phone, minding my business. Right. So. The beat gets better and better, and I'm just freestyling. You know me. Uh, yes. I'm just a vibe in the studio. I'm always creating something. We just go back to chilling, and um, he's like, yeah, what's your email? What's your email address? I'm like, what you mean? <laughs> he's like, yeah, this record is for you. I'm like, what? See. Like, how much you want for that? I don't want nothing, man. I believe in you, and this record is for you. So what's your email? And it happened just like that. God is good. Like I'm, I'm telling, telling you, I was like, what? Relationships, relationships. I didn't cry, but in the inside, I was just so like, at that moment in my life, I was really trying to reach a certain level. Yeah. You know what I mean? That for me, it just showed that humility yeah. and your gift will make room for you. I love that. Like if you keep, if you don't compromise and stay true to who you are in any room, somebody will see it. It don't matter who you are. It don't matter what level. It doesn't matter how much money you have how much designer you have on, people will see you for you. That's what the Bible says. They'll know you by your fruit. I'm telling you, I yeah. promise you, I'm going to live a witness to that where I've been in rooms and I've been in situations and God blessed me to come across individuals that took me to the next level. So yeah. Well, that's how I feel. Like, I feel good that you are here. I'm a honored. man of your caliber. I'm honored, man. I'm just, I'm just little old in. Aaron, man. So when you said you only been here like a month, so yeah. what was that transition like for you? And what made you say, you know what, forget it, I'm here to ATL? Yeah, I was uh, relocating here actually a few different times, but um, I wasn't as focused and neither did I have the wisdom that I have now. Yeah. And I always had this bad habit of not listening to people who cared about me. So at those times, you know, I was sleeping in my car. I was doing anything 
to get opportunities. But I mean, I work with some dope people though. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But I slept in my car. I spent buku money on hotels just to try to live up to the hype. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I couldn't. That's the reality. Then my last situation, my ex stole my rent money. You know what I'm saying? And it cost me to go back home. So I just reevaluated myself and I wanted to see. I listened to my mom. She's like, well, you might as well just stay home and try to work a job, do what you got to do. I was like, all right, you know what? I'm going to do that. I'm going to listen to you this one time and I'm going to see how this goes. So I was very unhappy working a job and I opened up a recording studio. I saved the little $800 I had <laughs> and I opened up a recording studio. I bad, had nearly zero to nine clients for the first 15 days, but I bumped into one of my um one of my old girlfriends. Shout out to um good friends. I'm sorry, did the podcast get that? One of my old <laughs> good friends. Uh, shout out to my homie Stretch World. I bumped into him after 10 years. Yeah. I didn't even know. He moved into a recording studio space right next to me. So I knew that was God. Yeah. And us connecting together and colliding powers caused the clients to come like this. But boom, Amen. all these people working together, like, they don't do that in Philly, you know what yeah. I mean? So we presented something different. And yeah, it was then, it was like, you know, these artists are not serious in Philly. Like, I don't know what it is, but I've worked with over 500 people in 2020, 500 artists that I was blessed and fortunate to. And shout out to everybody that I work with. But I just came to a place of, I ain't want to do it no more. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't happy. And it was just like, dang, am I the only person that takes my music serious, that knows and really wants to take it far beyond oh, I want to get my mom a crib or far beyond, oh, I want my homies to hear the record or yeah. far beyond, oh, I want to listen to myself. It's hard to try to invest so much into others and you want to get somewhere too. Yes. Um, so that became to be a burden. I was like, yeah. you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to ATL where I said I was going to go. Now I know more. Now I'm more wise. Now I'm built to go. You know yeah. what I mean? And built to I mean, I came out here with is, nothing. I came out here with like, like a thousand dollars, child. <laughs> but and I mean? ATL can be rough just like New York and mm -hmm. anywhere else. Because there are so many distractions, but we also see all this glam, right? Yeah. But ATL will spit you up and throw you out yep. just like any other big city. So you have to be careful. It's a bunch of people on a bunch of stuff and taking advantage of a bunch of desires. But yeah. it's also a popping place. And if you, yeah. that's the thing when, if you come and you focus. And I, you I went through that when focused. I first got here. I can relate to yeah. that because I struggled when I first got here. Now, the good thing for me is I came with purpose anyway. Yes. But there was a period where... I lost my job and I slept in my car and yep. all of that, but I still made it. You know? I love so, that. I yeah. love to hear so, stories like that. People don't understand the made it stories. Yes. Or the process. Somebody stole my rent money. Oh, I got crazy. All this crazy. stuff. So and I, people I are actors out here. It's yeah. so crazy. Like people but I said never again. And yeah. that made me strong. And the good part is the Lord, I knew the Lord brought me here. And I said, God, whatever mm. your mission is, and God has made it where. I went from sleeping in my car to having my house built, you know, mm. within three years of that mm. happening. Um, and I've been here ever since, almost 20 years. Mm. So just in my home. So, you know, that's the blessing right there. So I that's feel you. Amazing. That's amazing. Well, what should we be on the lookout story. from you coming in the next six months or so? Ooh, I was in a space. I was thinking about where God brought me from. I got I know, real churchy we go, just we now. Go back, we go back there. Do we I don't want to start break? crying and stuff, bruh, because people don't get to see this side of me. Do I need to get a praise um, break? You're yeah. about to get a cry break in a second. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, no, um, I feel you on that because you don't understand. I have held my tears back. I was in my zone, like, almost about to break down the, mm. the fact that you just actually came in. Gave somebody like me an opportunity to talk to you and interview Man, listen, you. Listen, I'm honored. Caliber, and so I, just I appreciate hearing people, this. you know, different stories, it just makes me, you know, channel back to those situations. It's like, who did I think that I was? Like, what was I thinking? And how in the world did God take me out of this situation? I know it was nothing but God because I was powerless. I had no money. 
I had no connections. Nobody gave a fuck. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah. damn, I'm in this alone. All these people that say, oh, you're great and all this type of stuff and nobody to run to is nothing but God. So listen, mm-hmm. I don't know what y'all believe in, but I believe in God from true experiences. I can't see him. I can't all that type of stuff physically, but I believe it is there's something in the deeper depths of me where I know I don't wake up alone where I, on my own, I know my heart doesn't beat by itself. I know my lungs don't breathe by itself. And I know my mind doesn't think by itself. So whatever you guys believe in, I challenge you to tap in the depths of your heart of what you believe in and let it give you the closure. Let it give you the enlightenment that you need to take your life farther so you can know your destiny and purpose in life. We live in a society where everybody has these identity crises. And I yeah. just challenge you to tap into what's my destiny and purpose in life. Ask God for guidance or whatever high power you believe in. You know, God has so many different names. Yeah, I challenge you. You know, that will take you to the next level in life now that I think about it. I don't know what the question was. I got lost. I'm sorry. No, you're good. Um, (laughs) You you, you brought it. Listen. Wow. No, we'll finish up on that. So, Run Away. Yeah, Run Away. Oh, gosh. That's a new song. Woo. I love that one, too. I brought that back for the rebirth. Oh, this was talking about Atlanta. Moving to Atlanta. But yeah, I'm here. I came back. And I'm more focused better than ever. Um, I'm single. Newly single. I've been single for, well, not newly single. I've been single for like a year, <laughs> but I had this new idea where I don't want to get caught up. So yeah, I'm saying I'm going to say newly single, but I'm open. I'm on the market, but I'm I'm in a VIP section of the market. <laughs> yeah, <he's> VIP. <laughs> Listen, if you want to get me, you better come correct. That's all I got to say, but no, seriously. But I'm here to live my life. I wanted to start fresh, brand new, and I wanted to live for Aaron Thomas. Yes. That's what I'm here for. Yo. Back in the runaway. Yeah, we're going into That's the perfect song. <laughs> I know. I love this. I, I was listening to it earlier and I was like, you know what? I have to play it. So. Yeah, it's different, right? Yeah. Yeah. Here we go, y'all. It's beautiful, too. Thank you. Same face, we love in the same way. Cold in the heart, wanna restart, get into some new things. We on a new way, something like a new day. Yeah. To tell you the truth, I didn't think it would be you that got me like, hold up, kind of surprised. Like, hold up, this is a vibe. Like, roll up, <laughs> we popping off like a soda, soda. Yeah. Go up, we taking off like a rocket. Won't lose your love, I'ma like it. Let's go. Like a runaway. Like a runaway. Hey, like a runaway. Let's go. Where you wanna go? Hey. Gravity, secure my sanity. Yeah, we going to universe as long as it's just you and just you and me. You got me like, hold up, kind of surprising. This is a vibe like, we popping up like a soda, like a soda, like a go up. We taking off like a rocket. Won't lose your love, I'ma like it. Won't lose your love, I'ma like it. We can go far away. From here, Woo. just take 
That's the perfect song for this moment. <laughs> yeah. That's why I had to play it. That's so good. That was like the perfect moment. I love that. Ooh. Yes. Give me chills. Well, um, I know we're about to wrap up. Again, I do want to thank you for coming in and sharing your story, just sharing your presence with me. This is really big for me, too. Wow. I appreciate it. Just the caliber of people that are coming through. This is at Elevation. And I knew I was doing something good when I started this, but mm. to be talking to Billboard artists and all these kinds of things is so special because I didn't know that I knew the potential was there but to be here so this is great so I can't tell you how much I thank you enough for this um thank you you still in the studio right no okay I was gonna I'm working on it I'm uh working on a whole new rebrand okay I don't know if we got into that yeah, not yet but, but yeah we yeah, yeah we're so, not done yeah, yet we'll talk. But, oh okay I yeah, got you, so I got go you. right ahead if you want to talk about the, this is a perfect time. Yeah, this is, um, I've just been chilling. Honestly, I've been chilling. I love where I live. I stay in Vinings in Atlanta, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't know if that's in Atlanta, but it's a little farther out. I love it. I love going home alone. I love chilling. I love peace and quiet. That's me. I'm 30 now, and I, I enjoy those things now. You know what So I'm what's up with the rebrand? Um, it's a lot. I'm going under the name A-List. Um, and people are like, well, what the... It's an A-list. Well, A-list is, you know, an yes. A-list. And I feel like as creatives or anybody with a dream and a vision, you belong where you're at. It doesn't matter what ethnicity. It doesn't matter what background. It doesn't matter what lifestyle. As long as you're a creative, you have the same opportunity as Beyonce, Jay-Z, as everyone else. But it's up to you to be on a list. So when I say that, I mean, what are you willing to do to get to that level? I mean, what I'm doing is a full flash rebrand of my name. I'm going to be the A-list. So basically, I'm going to be the plug. So I'm giving back. This is my way to get back to the community and my way to get back to the world. And I feel like this is going to catapult me to the level where I'm able to do that in a way of where I'll be undeniable. I mean, that's who I want to be in the industry. So it's going to be a, a platform where I'm a creative, but it's putting all my creative gifts into one hat and, you know, into one entity. So I'm just going to give y'all just that little bit. Um, but a lot of major things coming soon. I do music. I do photography. I do a lot of branding and marketing behind the scenes for a lot of your favorite artists and people don't know. I mean, that's how I get paid. But I also love that. And I also work with a lot of independent artists as well. Um, from what I learned from working with majors um, and other people on television shows. So A-list coming soon. Yeah, I heard that first here. And um, what else did I want to ask you? Real quick about Clubhouse, because I see it's already popping. They asking where you at in the room, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy over there. But what's going on with Clubhouse? You, you um, the Clubhouse takeover oh, kid. Man, I definitely feel like that. Well, shout out to Mark L. He's a dope songwriter. 
who introduced me to the app because yes. I wasn't even going to get on. I'm like, oh, Clubhouse, that's what's up, girl. You didn't take over Clubhouse. You didn't take over Clubhouse. So <laughs> yeah, I can't go out. into a room without somebody talking oh about my a- God. AT, where he is. Listen, I'm honored. I was in a room yesterday and they was like, AT is in here. What's up? Then I was like, no, he went out. No, he's back. Yeah, I was like, I'm, people be been, you're on demand. Man. Yeah, you're on demand. I appreciate that. You know, a lot of people look up to me and I always forget that sometimes because, you know, I just have a heart for people. And I just be in a room, just like as you, my friend, my brother, my sister, you know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. cool with that's just me. I've always had that heart. But Clubhouse has opened up so many doors to me beyond compared, beyond imaginable. And shout out to Mike from Tower Vision, who also opened up his platform on uh, Clubhouse as well. Yeah. Um, that helped me catapult to a, a certain level. But right now I'm at a thousand followers, Um, but they're all organic. People really tap into me. They reach out to me all the time on Instagram. And um, any way I can help artists, I think that's where people connect with me at. People are... They see that difference and they see that hunger. They see that passion. They see that love that I have for music to be able to give back. Because a yep. lot of people in the industry, they hold their secrets. And I don't want to do that. I want to help the artists. Boom. When they be like, oh, I have a song. Okay, cool. What you doing with your song? Or, hey, how are you going to market that? Or, you and know. you really give great feedback. And people that. people look for that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you're well respected. I appreciate that. This, and your feedback is well respected. Definitely. You creating through Clubhouse and all kinds of other things. And we're already talking about that. What is the legacy? And you already touched on this, but mm-hmm. just real quick before we wrap up, like, what is the legacy that you're creating? What is part of the Aaron Thomas story or the A-list or the EAT mm-hmm. or Terrence Stone? What What's your story? What do you want your legacy about your story to be? Yeah, I want people to feel love, to feel loved, duh, with an E-D too. But being an underdog and being somebody who never felt like he belonged anywhere, I want people to say that and remember me by the love that I shared and by the work that I've done in any any area in life. And for people to know that you can overcome anything. That's what I want to be remembered by, that you can overcome anything. I want to be that example, that that example. That's what I want to be. Amen. And w- just my little take on here <laughs> is, but one thing about it is you're definitely serious when it comes to this music your brand your business i can definitely see yep. that and all the laughter and all of that mm-hmm. people need to come correct yes. when they come into you yeah and, it's not a game man yeah. and i stay humble but that's that philly hustle yeah and i stay <laughs> i stay humble philly man survival. i stay humble i want people to still be able to reach out you know and not feel like i'm i'm standoffish just because i handle myself a certain way just because i come from a different background and stuff like that it's all to make sure i protect my energy we don't take note of that. We're so hyped for opportunities and we're so hyped to meet people that we don't even know what type of energy that they possess. You know what I'm saying? That yeah. could, and that could change your whole lifestyle. You know, spirits transfer fast. Yeah. So I still want to be relatable. I still want people to be able to reach out. So, so I stay humble, man, and I let my work speak for itself. All right. Well, we're wrapping up here. Typically what I love to do, you've already dropped a lot of gems on us, but I still make sure the way I close out my show is what I call the words of wisdom. So I like to give you 60 seconds. I give all artists 60 seconds to wrap up and, and just drop anything special that's from the heart that they just really want to leave the viewers, the listeners with. So it's your time, your moment. Oh, gosh, I hate these moments because <laughs> uh, so many things come to my head. But yeah, all I can say is, you know, love on yourself. Dig into the, the deeper depths of your heart. And learn how to not just operate in the heart, but to operate in the mind as well. 99.5% of the time, your gut feeling is the right feeling. Stop ignoring your gut feeling. I'm speaking to myself too. Be open to learning who you are. Don't continue to 
live your life covering up your voids. Don't waste your time trying to seek validation from others. Don't waste your time wasting time. Every moment I live a new life now where um, I challenge myself to live my life like it's no tomorrow. I live by that now because I used to only live by the future. Now, I used to not be able to see clear or put the right components together or plan strategically because it's always future. But what if there was no tomorrow? What would you do today if there was no tomorrow? Would you be happy? Would you leave this earth feeling accomplished? Would you leave this earth impacting somebody? So every day I organically, from the depths of my heart, I want to leave an impact every single day. So I challenge anybody out there that has a goal, dream, vision, that has love in your heart or who doesn't have love in your heart, seek and you will find. I mean, that's through prayer and that's through whatever you believe in. And if you don't believe in anything, I know there's some atheists out there. If you don't believe in in anything, I challenge you to tap into a realm that you never tapped into before. I mean, it will cost you and it will give you a deciding decision to want to believe in something because we all have a goal and a destiny and a purpose, but it's up to us to live it and discover that. So yeah, words of wisdom, dig into the deeper depths of your heart, the deeper depths of your life, um, the deeper depths in your mind and find out what you're on this earth for. Don't go find it in ways where it's gray or it's dark, but seek guidance from whatever high power that you believe in and make sure you're attaining the happiness that you desire every single day. Sometimes it may be you go into a job that you hate, but trust the process. If you hate it so much, change where you're at. You know what I'm saying? We had all had the ample opportunity. And this is why I can't wait to drop A-list because this is going to be such a powerful movement. We all belong here. We all belong in the stages. We all belong behind the cameras. You know, we all are able to attain the true love that we desire. Whatever it is, whatever your goal and vision is, you belong here. I belong here. We all belong here. So coming soon, be a A-lister. You know what I'm saying? I pray that helps anybody out there that struggles with anything. I mean, I know depression is one of the biggest factors. Depression yes. and fear. Those things are just mental capacities in the mind that distract you from your reality. So play that in your mind. When you go over this podcast, play that in your head over and over and over. Take that with you. You're bigger than you think you are and you can overcome any obstacle. I'm a living witness. I'm nowhere near perfect. But every day I channel myself. Every day I pray. Every day I work towards being the best man that I can be. And that's all we can do. And let your blessings unfold from that. So, yeah. Real quick. Because, y'all, I'm sorry, but I'm playing emotions part two again anyway <laughs> we always use that before we close out but the twerk song hey what's his, what's his name shout out to Roy Shafiq he's a uh, young dope artist oh from uh, he was he's phenomenal oh. man is he, he is he still in Philly or he's is he still here in now? Philly yep I'm trying to get him out here but um, you know he's doing some rebranding as well okay. um, he's also a hard work as well Um, not to put his business out there but he um, does he's into real estate now as well I just think he's waiting the right moment where he feels comfortable enough to uh unleash his power and his gift so you know i'm proud yeah. of everything that he's doing and listening to he's him. a powerhouse man. yes mm-hmm. okay well, we're gonna have to get him on yeah uh, definitely he's doing this thing yeah i can't help it i gotta listen to this again good so, and y'all need to check out can you handle it also That's from right. Mind games just dig into my whole catalog just to his whole catalog <laughs> go on the journey with me oh but i love hey. this song this song does something to me
Go on here with them live vocals. Go on here. Come on. Come on, AJ. <laughs> this was freestyle too, by the way. Should have told you I was leaving. Didn't want to see it cry. Thought it would be best if we just said our goodbye. Cause one day I love it. Then the next day I don't want you. I don't get it. Uh, I don't do rejection. I don't do rejection. I'm a lesson. Yep. I said. Made a promise with no promise ring. You know her song was called Promise Ring. I, I caught that. I caught that. Yeah. I was like, I was like, That's that whole story. Staring at my emotions. Like, who writes stuff like that? And she wrote that herself. Like, that's crazy. Who freestyles your verse like that? But only you. Listen, (laughs) you know what? I was just, I I didn't know. I actually was in the studio. I didn't know what song that I wanted to continue with. And then I picked that beat. Shout out to Hero. And to, um, I forgot what the other producer name was. Jay, um, Jay Bristol. Sorry. They're both Atlanta natives. Um, They produced that record. And I was like, all right, let's do the uh, Tiffany Evans record. And it just came out. I don't know. The guy, Zach Engineer, he's dope. Shout out to ABS Studios as well. They're a recording studio out here. So I recorded that. But I don't know. It was just a vibe. At that time, I just felt like it was a vibe. And I wanted to write about. That was my official overcoming record from my ex. You know what I'm saying? Because it's really? like, you know, one day I want you, the next, next day, day I don't want you, so I don't get it. Why am I feeling this way? Is it because it's just my emotions? I don't really want you for real, but my emotions are telling me I can't move on. My emotions are telling me I don't deserve better. My emotions, you know, mm-hmm. got me in my head. Yeah. Um, So, you know. That's part of that, but that that's real. When you have exactly. that breakup, that's yeah. what that period of time is, right? Yeah. And it takes a while to get through and process those emotions. And some people don't ever get a chance to but oh god it talks about at the end it says um i don't do rejection you know what i'm saying you constantly reject me but then i learned my lesson you know i learned that i was your blessing yeah. you know what i'm saying and so you that's know, coming to reckon with i'm that, telling yeah. you it's, mm-hmm. it's powerful man. you really tap into the lyrics you know and a lot of, that's why i love life experience it teaches you things you know and it makes you you know it prevents you look i sound like um woody the woodpecker um <laughs> it prevents you from going back to you know those old things those old ways you know and that's how you know you know that's growth so i'm glad you answered that question because that's, that's actually is. one of the questions i had earlier but mm-hmm. i was gonna ask you where do you pull from the depths inside Literally, yourself like you the dark places out? that's where i because i don't like to you know relive those things a lot of those, those things i sweep under the rug so i'm able you know God, I don't know how, but I'm able and confident to, you know, share those stories um, in a realistic and relatable way through my music. Yeah, he's dope. We'll be here talking all night. But no, I thank you. And anytime you want to come back, anything you want to drop, anything you want to share, any dope artists, anybody you want me to talk to, just let me know. But 
I want to thank you today for stopping by and sharing your information with the Audi Katuri, which is what I call my listeners. Yay. Click, circle, gang, in circle is what that means. I love that. Um, we look forward to seeing you this summer, uh, in the next couple weeks, mm-hmm. on somebody's track. It's going to be something. We look forward to looking for A-list. Yes. Um, Coming soon, y'all. Y'all heard it here first. Yes. I mean, on officially first. out of pocket, y'all heard it here first. So when see, y'all see I'm this thing blow exclusives. up. Thank listen, you. It's going to be so crazy. Oh, y'all gonna be shook oh, i'm just gonna be like everybody just dropping y'all. exclusives with me i appreciate <laughs> that well i want to i'm just gonna call you at that's cool aaron thomas cool you've been officially outed on the officially outed podcast hey thank you for coming by y'all just on all again i'm in tears deep down in my heart this means so much to me so I'm i appreciate it. it yeah and for the future reference because i know this is going to be out by march 14th follow me at a list a l y s t that's how you spell it you'll be able to follow me coming soon i'm trying to get all this trademarked and all that by next week so yeah but yeah. y'all heard it here first. Y'all heard it here first. <laughs> all right follow thank me you. thank you thank you i did forget to ask you where to follow you and you can buy Jupiter. Yep. You go always can go back to the Aaron Thomas archives. That's what I'll have it set up, you know, once I brand and market it. It would be called an archive. So Okay. Yeah. Purchase, like, share, do all that right now. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you again for listening and be sure to join us for our next episode. You can follow the officially outed podcast on all social media, including IG, TikTok, and YouTube at officially outed podcast. Twitter and Facebook at Officially Outed, our webpage at officiallyouted.com, or on Snap at OFFIC Out Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, listen, like, and share. If you're an indie artist or artist management and would like to submit an artist for consideration, please email info at officiallyouted.com or connect via Instagram.